This is the business we have chosen. That story in a moment. Buyer Lisa Taus and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give Anna and the team at Deal a call at 305-448-DEEL. Jettas, Passats, Tiguans, Atlas models, and the hottest vehicle in the industry, the new Taos, all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen. If you check around the radio and television dials or punch on virtually anything on the Internet, you would have to say the content of most sports talk presentations has boxed itself into some rather limited parameters. Lots of idle speculation about what certain superstars are thinking, what teams may or may not do, and an overwhelming focus on any one person or situation that is likely to spark trouble. More often than not, it was the case with all the wasted conversations about Aaron Rodgers' off-season of discontent. The hundreds of hours dedicated to babbling about things we, in reality, know nothing about turn out to be much ado about nothing, as Rodgers is currently fronting the team he supposedly would never play for again to the tune of 5-1 and one and another possible run at a Super Bowl championship. It's why we're somewhat reluctant to address the latest hot topic of Deshaun Watson coming to Miami from Houston via trade with the Dolphins supposedly offering Tua Tagovailoa and a package of other players or draft picks that can appease the desperate Texans whose leverage in dealing their star quarterback is dwindling with each passing second. Is Watson a better option for Miami than Tua? It's impossible to argue he is not far more accomplished than Miami's second-year signal caller who saw limited action last season and has already been sidelined for half of Miami's games this year. It wasn't long ago the Finns were tanking for Tua, hoping to lose every game in 2019 in an effort to bag the former Alabama QB with the number one overall pick. Now it appears they just want to bag him, period. Tua's biggest problems, besides the series of injuries he has incurred, a sieve-like offensive line, suspect running game, and receivers who rival Roberto Durant for having the hands of stone, is that he's not Justin Herbert, the Chargers quarterback who looks every bit the part of the prototype who was ultimately selected one shot behind Tainga Bailoa in that same 2019 draft. Watson has not sniffed the field this year, and if ever there was an NFL player whose status could be listed as unknown, he is the man. With a litany of sexual assault allegations pending in civil suits and possible criminal cases, Watson's problems make dealing for him somewhat like inquiring with the Dodgers front office about the availability of Trevor Bauer. It's high-risk stuff that has more potential to leave Miami wishing they had never let Ryan Fitzpatrick walk away and also cast even more enormous shadows over their judgment as they, according to reports, are more than willing to toss in the towel on Tua without taking a very deep look at what his capabilities might actually be. It reeks of another panic maneuver by a team desperate to find an identity at the quarterback position. But you have to ask yourself, how much better off would Miami be if it turns out Watson's off-field issues prohibit him from taking the field at all? In that regard, Watson might just be the perfect fit in Miami. That is, if there's any foundation in truth, these moves have any relevance in the first place. Jeff DeForest for the DeForest Files.
Hopefully that gets you in the mood for a little after hours with Defoe and Luby on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. And everybody is immersed in all the things that are going on in the National Football League. Another big week on tap here in the NFL. One of our favorites from our many years on the radio in South Florida and now on the ION channel at ionchannel.com with a video version of the program is the analysis, the expertise of the senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. He's been there since the very beginning, since before computers were uh, actually widespread and in use. We welcome Frank Schwab to the program. Frank, how are you, my friend? Hey, what's going on? Good morning, Mr. Schwab. Everything's good. You know what? You're one of the few guys that hasn't really bounced around a lot on the Internet. No. Usually, <laughs> you know, we'll talk to a guy and we'll have him on on a Thursday. And, uh, you know, he's great and he's got one affiliation. And then by Monday, he's associated with somebody else. But uh, how many years has it been for you and Yahoo Sports? I mean, this has really been an incredible run. Impressive, yeah. Uh, nine years, and it's been great. I love it. Love it. Uh, maybe just nobody else will have me. That, that, <laughs> maybe that's the, I, I suckered. I suckered one company into giving me a paycheck, and now I got to just stick it out. No, it's great working here. I love it. They treat me well. I just enjoy it uh, thoroughly. So yeah, nine years has been great. It's obvious testament uh, to your abilities and the insight that you have into the National Football League. Uh, and uh, you're, you're based in Denver, Colorado, so uh, I would imagine you had uh, an extra interest in last night's game. I know you have to be unbiased if you're going to be covering the National Football League, but uh, what did you make of the Browns and the Broncos last night? Uh, I mean, it was ugly. And, yeah, the people out here, I mean, obviously, being out here, I know a million Broncos fans, and they're just fed up. They are, they, you know, after the loss of the Raiders, really, it was like, okay, Fangio's got to go. Like, this is it. Like, you could just tell the patience. <laughs> absolutely positively ran out with that loss. I mean, Raiders team coming off John Gruden mess and all that absolutely blows out the Broncos. And then you go into Cleveland and you play Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson and, and you can't even tackle them and no offense whatsoever. It's, it's getting ugly out here. It's, it's just, I think that everybody, if, if Vic Fangio was fired today, I don't think anybody in Denver would mind. Let's put it that way. I just think that the, everybody's fed up with the losing. Everybody's fed up with the way this team looks. It's just not, it's just not good for the Broncos right now. This is After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network, talking with the one and only Frank Schwab, NFL senior writer for Yahoo Sports. All right, Frank, sticking with the Broncos, uh, because the big topic all offseason that we didn't really take much part in, but it became national thing every day, was Aaron Rodgers. We've talked to you about that. The quarterback position really still seems to be their biggest issue, and Bridgewater, and it just doesn't seem like they have their answer. Do you think this offseason is about getting Aaron Rodgers? Because from what we know, his time in Green Bay will be done. He will be wide open, be a free agent, and he want to be closer to the West Coast. Maybe. I mean, I think it's it's on the table. Like, I mean, I think that the Broncos, based on on what I've heard and what I saw and read and, and everything else, I, I think the Broncos really thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they went about the draft the way they did. They drafted Patrick Sertan, a cornerback over Justin Fields, which I mean, Sertan's going to be a great player, but hey, do you really, if you're the Broncos and have been on this you know, quarterback merry-go-round for six years, do you really pass the quarterback there for a corner? I mean, probably not unless you think you're getting Aaron Rodgers, right? And then they didn't, and now they're kind of in a, this weird holding pattern of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, and I, I think that it's it's possible that that they're the team that gets Rodgers, but a lot can change. 
who knows? I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to change his mind because he's kind of a stubborn guy, but maybe he does. Or maybe some other t- – maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers are like, hey, we really, really want a quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers is like, well, it's not the West Coast, but the Steelers, hey, I got a chance to win. I, uh, there's just a million things that can change just because it looked in late April like Aaron Rodgers might be coming to Denver. doesn't mean it's going to be the case next March. You know, yeah. So I think that if they're pinning their hopes on that – it's still, you know, it's still a 30, going to be a 30, I believe, eight or nine, 39 year old quarterback. Is, is that really a long term plan? I mean, they got to, they got to figure this thing out somehow. And they're, they're no closer to doing it than they did the day Peyton Manning retired in 2016. Frank Schwab, he's a senior writer for uh, NFL coverage for Yahoo Sports. Been there nine years. Nice long run. Uh, how, how is it possible, uh, Frank, uh, with us here on uh, After Hours with Defoe and Luby? How is it possible that nobody had even the slightest inclination that John Gruden was drawing his uh, philosophical judgment from John Rocker (laughs) all of this time? I mean, I I would have never expected that. Did you anticipate any of this stuff to actually, A, surface, and then, B, something uh, that you would associate with with, uh, what we thought was uh, just a cool guy and, and in many ways, a face of the NFL? He really was. I mean, you know, being in that Monday Night Football booth, really gave him a different cachet than the most coaches, you know, I mean, he was on beer commercials and, you know, I mean, I, I don't think anybody saw it coming like this really. And I mean, for him to get, you know, disgraced out of the NFL pretty much. I, I mean, it's just, it was a sh- It was just shocking. You know, uh, all of us have covered this game a long, long time. And, you know, we, we've seen weird stories and crazy stories and, and bad stories and everything you get, but most stories don't escalate this quickly. If you would have told me, at noon on Friday, hey, John Gruden's not going to survive week six of the NFL, or I think it was week six. Yeah, week six of the NFL. I don't know. What are you talking about? Like, they're three and two. They're doing just fine. And then, you know, basically like 72 hours later, he's done forever. Like, I, I don't think he ever gets another NFL job. Like, it was just amazing the way that thing escalated. And, yeah, it, it's, it was terrible for everybody involved and just kind of – it was one of those stories where he, truly nobody's a winner – it's just it's just bad all around, and especially for Gruden, who's now kind of it's probably going to be a pariah, and I don't know that he ever really resurfaces. All right, Frank, talking about terrible for everyone involved, and this is on the field, not off the field. The Miami Dolphins were yeah. one of those teams people were excited about. We down here thought we could be excited. Finally, five wins, ten wins, first two campaigns for Brian Flores. Chris Greer had issues, but hey, maybe he got the guy into a cool. You get your quarterback, you're a good GM. Well, now they're one in five, and the Deshaun Watson murmurs have surfaced again, and they have issues pretty much everywhere in the club. Really, not in the quarterback room, but you know they are trying to keep their jobs. What is the national opinion on the Miami Dolphins, and what are your thoughts on Chris Greer, Brian Flores now and into the future? Yeah, and it's, it's funny when you guys reached out. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a therapy session about the Dolphins <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, I I feel bad for for the fans there because yeah, I was excited about the Dolphins too. Like they had all these draft picks, and Flores Lee seemed to be the right guy, and they seemed to be on the upward swing. And yeah, they they you know, pretty clearly they missed the Tua Herbert thing, but it didn't mean Tua couldn't be a good quarterback. It just meant he wasn't going to be Justin Herbert. And then this season has just been awful. And then on Sunday. Brian Flores is out coached by Urban Meyer. Like, yeah. I mean, that's not something you want on your resume. Like, it's it's just, uh, I mean, shocking. I, I mean, I'm sitting there watching that game and watching them just sneak the ball in fourth and one. Just, just sneak it. Don't give them nine yards to set up a 54-yard field goal either. Don't do that. Like, it's just, 
one and five is just is it shocking? Especially you know you go to New England, you win the first game. It wasn't pretty, but you won, and you're like, okay, that's a good start to the season. Ten wins last year. I don't know. I, I like Brian Flores, but Brian Flores is having a terrible year. Just an absolutely positively terrible year. His defense was his calling card, right? Yep. And they brought back most of the defense from last year, and they're terrible. They can't stop the Jaguars. They can't stop the Colts. It just it's it's a bad look right now for the Dolphins. Do I do I believe in Greer and Flores? I think I do. I think I I I like some of the things they've done, but then this year has been so bad. You have to at least allow for the possibility that these guys maybe ain't good. Like I, it's been so bad this year that you can't you can't just say, well, they're they're fine. They're they're going to be great going forward. Well, maybe I think so, but when you're one in five and losing some of the games they've lost, you got to step back and say, maybe, maybe these guys aren't very good. I don't know. It, it at least gives you a lot more doubt than you had a month and a half ago for sure. And then, you know, I mean, it comes back to the, the Tua questions always there. I, I still think Tua's fine. I do. Like I thought he looked, he wasn't their problem last week. I thought he played just fine. Like I, I don't, I, again, he's not Justin Herbert, and he's look. If you have a chance to go get Deshaun Watson, well, let's just remove the off the field stuff because I know that's a whole separate situation. But on the field, Deshaun Watson is one of the seven or eight guys in the world who's a difference making quarterback. Like he's the kind of guy you could stick with any single coaching staff, any single scheme, and he's going to make everybody better because he's just that good of a football player. If you have a chance to go get a guy like that, and you could ignore all the off field stuff or whatever's going to come from that. I, I can't fault you. I can't say, oh, you got to stick it out with Tua. No, I mean, Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson, and he's young, and he's really, really good, and he could be a, a franchise quarterback for a long time if he stays out of trouble. But, I mean, in general, though, I just – I don't know. I don't know where this franchise is going. I don't know what's next. I, they're kind of lost, and it probably does go back to Tua over Herbert because if you pick Justin Herbert, and Justin Herbert plays as well as he has in, in Los Angeles, you're thinking, wow, we're going to win – a couple Super Bowls coming up. Like, I think that would be, I mean, that's not out of the question because Herbert's that good. The talent around the Dolphins is pretty good still, I believe in it. I just don't know what's going on this year. It's just been a bad year, a bad start. And I just feel for Dolphins fans because it was supposed to be so much better this year. We're thinking that if Herbert was here, uh, he, he would probably look like the English patient yeah, right I now and uh, be screaming to the nurse for uh, more morphine uh, wrapped up like a mummy. Who has uh, a bigger shot, a better shot, uh, in your opinion, Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports, a senior NFL writer here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby? Who has a better shot of taking a snap for the Miami Dolphins? Will it be Deshaun Watson or his attorney, Rusty Hart? Who would have a better chance? It's probably about 50-50 at this point. Look, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, Which is what I, makes like it, it so it's, weird, the speculation that right. the Finns in a desperate, groping move, uh, obviously a talented player, and as you said, a difference maker, but at what price? And, uh, you know, it, it also uh, you know, kind of reeks. I mean, there's a stench hovering over Hard Rock Stadium if you yep. throw in the towel on Tua. Yep. After, you know, I mean, this was a team that played inspired football for Dan Campbell who uh, what we think is about to bite the head off a lion and uh, a pregame <laughs> uh, speech and, uh, you know, some way to fire up his team uh, to maybe even cover a 16-point spread this week. And, uh, you know, they were picking up guys at gas stations a couple of years ago and playing better football. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's it, it's rough. And, you know, look, I mean, going to the, the Deshaun kind of off-the-field subject, the one thing about it, and this is not uh, – it's not good, right? But it's the truth. 
is eventually like uh, this whole like oh you know it's gonna be you're gonna be ripped every single day for having Deshaun Watson. I mean, when's the last time we talked about the Browns and Kareem Hunt? When's the last time we talked about the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill? I mean, this stuff goes away. It does. It's is it right? Probably not, but it goes away. Like the Yankees have, or all the Chapman is their closer. When's the last time we talked about what he did? I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where the Dolphins are probably doing the calculations in their mind of okay, yeah, it's going to be a week or two, or you know, pop up again when legal stuff happens. But we'll just deal with that, and then it, it, we'll get through that storm, and then everybody will forget about us, and we'll have a franchise quarterback up for pennies on the dollar because the Houston Texans just want to get rid of them. I, I just and, and again, is that the right way to? Th- is that the right? No, it's not right. Like we should hold these teams' feet to the fire more often than we do, but we don't. Like we just kind of just trails away and we're like, wow, Kareem Hunt is a great running back for the Cleveland Browns. And look at their running game and how they, well, you know, we don't talk about how he was you know, kicking a, a woman on film. Right. So I don't know from that aspect of it. I think that the dolphins are just kind of like, whatever, we don't care. We don't, we don't care what the, the PR hits going to be. People will get over it. Once Deshaun gets on the field and starts winning games again, is the culture is the culture and that's, it hasn't changed for a long time. So I think that they look at it that way, right or wrong, and, and you know some fans out there should be furious about it because it, it's some seriously troubling things that he's accused of. And then there's the part of the, the suspension. I mean, the NFL's not just going to let him off without anything, I don't think. I mean, you're trading for a guy. You don't know if he's going to be suspended four games, eight games a year. He, you know, you're giving up multiple probably first-round picks for this guy, not knowing what the future holds. So it's just a complicated – it's one of the weirdest stories – I've ever really been around because you got the Houston Texans with the worst team of football or close to it voluntarily sitting a quarterback who again is one of the top you know 10 quarterbacks in the world and they're just sitting him and paying him 14 million to, to do nothing I've never seen anything like this I've never there's no comparison to this it's it's just a strange situation in many ways and that's and the Dolphins have to, they have to weigh all this and, and how much morals mean to them and how much uh, what, what he did off the field it really matters in acquiring him or they're, they're just mercenaries who are saying hey we got a chance to get a quarterback it's been since Dan Marino since we had one let's do it and whatever the PR hit is it is and we'll deal with it the assertions are that uh, he's grope more massage therapist than Bob Kraft <laughs> and yet uh, the impression is that he's ineligible to play but uh, there is no restriction on the NFL on him taking no, the field, now. it's just a choice. I assume, uh, by they'll, Houston I assume they'll be if if they traded for him. I think the NFL would have to step in. I think the NFL would. I think the Houston Texans have done the NFL's dirty work for them. Like the NFL is probably sitting back saying, "Wow, okay, Houston's not going to play him. Uh, we don't really mean to make a decision." Miami Dolphins yeah. aren't going to trade for him and just be like, "Okay, we're going to voluntarily sit him the rest of the year too." Like that ain't going to happen. Like yeah, it is. if you trade multiple first for a guy, you're going to be like. If the NFL doesn't stop us, we're starting him on Sunday or whenever, you know, the week down the road after he's learned the playbook a little bit. So I think at that point, if there is a trade that is made, I think at that point the NFL would have to step in and put him on a commissioner's list. It's After Hours with Defoe and Luby, Believe Podcast Network. Our special guest today is Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports senior writer. Catch him, yahoosports.com. Does an outstanding job uh, covering the National Football League, all aspects of it as uh, you can easily see. Now, all the talk before the season was uh, centered around Aaron Rodgers and his offseason of discontent and how he didn't want to play in Green Bay anymore. You mentioned this. Uh, there, there was a strong possibility, at least the rumor was, that he was going to land in Denver and be the quarterback of the Broncos. That didn't happen. At the last minute, he came in there uh, looking like uh, he was an extra and easy rider, uh, came uh, rolling into uh, training camp, uh, supposedly made his peace, then has a horrible outing 
in Green Bay's very first game. Uh, what was that? The Pittsburgh Steelers shellacked them, I think, uh, 35 to 3. The Saints. Yeah, we uh, Saints, right. And, and so we saw him curled up in the fetal position. He looked like LaDainian Tomlinson after that playoff game where he wouldn't take his helmet off. And you thought, wow, this guy really doesn't care anymore. Now, now since then, they've won every game. Rodgers has looked great. Now he's uh, actingly, acting openly defiant, uh, you know, uh, with, with opposition fans, uh, you know, kind of ripping and giving it to the Browns fans a little bit. Uh, what happened to all of that acrimony that was going on between him and the organization? And how come we hear nothing about it today? How misguided were all these conversations uh, that took place during the offseason trying to analyze the psyche of Aaron Rodgers? Right. And I don't think they were uh, off. uh, I think it's just football players are football players. Once they get into the season, they're playing. They're with their teammates. They're in the locker room. He's not worrying about the GM right now. He's not worrying about – you know, whatever's happened behind the scenes, it got him upset. I think he's just in the mode of, hey, we got a good football team. Let's go win a Super Bowl. And they could. They, they really are that good. I mean, they're they're one of, you know, they're, they're probably about eight contenders in the NFL, nine maybe. And, and they're one of them. And I think that, you know, once, I don't think any of it's gone away. I think he's, a, again, I think he's a stubborn guy. I think he's a guy who, he, he's kind of unique. He's not, he, he he's, Yes, like like Ted Thompson, I guess once said he's a complicated fella. I mean, he's he is, and he's probably tough to deal with. And I think this is all gonna come back around in the off season, and we're gonna be talking back to we're gonna go straight from talking about oh the Packers are really good, they might win a Super Bowl, or even the Packers just did win a Super Bowl to okay now who's Aaron Rodgers gonna trade it to because he still wants out. I think it's I don't think it's gone away. I don't think anything's gonna make it go away. I think if he wins a Super Bowl. He's going to look at that as his Michael Jordan last dance moment, as he's tweeted about, or Instagram, whatever. And I think that it's still – I think the relationship is just fractured, and he's not going to give it up. I don't know that – I don't know what they could do to make him happy at this point. And I hope that the – I think the Packers are just hoping that, hey, let's win a Super Bowl and whatever happens, happens. Who cares at that point? We won a Super Bowl. We won the second Super Bowl there in Rodgers. Like, that would be a – if that's the way the story ends, that's the way the story ends, and we'll live with that. But I think that just – Getting into the season and being around his teammates and being in the locker room and being the competitive guy he is, everything else kind of washed away, and he's just in that mode of, hey, let's win. Let's let's take this thing as far as we can go and worry about what happens next. next. Well, I think they overlooked the fact that uh, he obviously is fearless uh, since, as we've alluded to many times, he was willing to step into a car with Danica Patrick and let her drive. <laughs> so, so what does he care about, uh, you know, a little bit of acrimony between himself and the organization? Once he gets out there, like you said, Frank Schwab, he's ready to rock and roll. Uh, Luby has another one for you here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby on the Believe Podcast Network. And, yeah, it's our last couple of things here with the one and only Frank Schwab. Been talking to him for years and good to know uh, at least some things – are steady and safe with uh, Schwab with Yahoo for almost a decade here. Uh, follow him, hit him up on Twitter, at Yahoo Schwab. He's great on Twitter. Okay, one more QB situation that I find intriguing because we, he's in, do you want to joke about? He's taken over the mantle for Peyton Manning. He's in, like, every commercial. He lives in a stadium now and grills on the uh, parking lot uh, lawn. <laughs> um, Baker Mayfield has been very, I don't know about braggadocious, but since he was in college, he's very outspoken. And now he's hurt, and now he's out. His contract is sort of lingering. He, This is the thing. If you're a free agent, you get all the big money. But no one really knows if he's the guy in Cleveland. And that's another team that's ready-made. Do you see the Browns sticking with him? Or do they get in the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes? I don't. It's I, Do I think the Browns should pay Baker Mayfield what he's going to be asking for? I really don't. I 
I think he's a good quarterback, and there's look, there's a premium on that. There's a premium on, on a good quarterback. But he's not a great quarterback, and I'm going to have to pay him like a great quarterback because every quarterback is paid basically the same. Like, I mean, uh, there's there's varying degrees, but, I mean, once, you, once you've established that, hey, we're going to re-sign you, you're able to ask for a, an amount of money that, that probably is above what you should be making if you're Kirk Cousins or you're Jared Goff or whatever. And it's a bad spot for the Browns to be in because it's not like – They've had this great run of quarterbacks. Like, Baker Mayfield's their best guy they've ever had since coming back to the NFL. And what do you do? Do you start over? Like, do you work? Like, you know, I, I guess if you can land a Russell Wilson, if you can land an Aaron Rodgers, sure, that's different. But that might not be on the table for them. We don't know. Like, well, do you just dump Baker Mayfield and say, we're going to draft the next guy? Well, maybe the next guy you draft is Paxton Lynch. You don't. Teams worry about that so much that. And I get it. I, I do. That, but you make suboptimal decisions as a result. You say, well, what, what can we do? We we don't have a quarterback. If we let this guy go, we just got to pay him and hope to build a team around him and win. And it's it's hard to do that in the NFL when you're paying a good, not great quarterback 15% of your cap or whatever it is. It's just it's hard to build a champion around that guy. So. Uh, do I think it's the best move for the Browns to pay Baker Mayfield? I really don't. I think he's he's fine, but he's not great by any means. And I think you're going to have to pay him too much. So I don't know what they do. I think they're just going to pay him because everybody that, – that's what every NFL team has done basically. That nobody – there's been no good quarterback at a prime age to hit free agency ever really. I mean, uh, Drew Brees – who's healthy? Drew Brees was hurt. Like I, Kirk Cousins, the whole franchise tag thing. That's why – but we saw Kirk Cousins hit the market. It was a mediocre quarterback. He's yep. fine. I, he's, yep. he's not bad. And he got paid this m- ridiculous contract, all guaranteed. And the Vikings haven't won anything since. But it's so rare for a quarterback like Kirk Cousins to hit free agency that he got paid this like, massive contract. The same is going to happen to Baker Mayfield. It's not like the Browns can say, well, you know, you're asking for $28 million a year, but we only think you're worth $18 million a year, so we're just going to give you $18 million a year, and you're going to have to take it. Because Baker Mayfield's just going to say, I hit free agency and make twice, you know, I'll make whatever I want. So I think the Browns are just going to end up paying him because that's what, just what teams do when they have these kind of middle-of-the-road quarterbacks. The fear of the unknown is, is, is way too strong for them to go in a different direction. All the wise guys last week had the Browns handing the Arizona Cardinals their first loss of the season, and the Cardinals uh, proceeded to go out and, uh, like the clubbing of Seals, uh, annihilate the Browns in that ballgame. Very impressive performance. We mocked Cliff Kingsbury. A lot of people did uh, when he came into the league, uh, saying, well, uh, here's this college coach, and it's never going to work in the pros. And then when he uh, drafted the uh, quarterback equivalent of Billy Barty, Kyler Murray, uh, people wondered if he was going to be able to hold up and have his talents translate into a successful career in the NFL. It looks like uh, all of the people that uh, were casting aspersions their way were wrong, at least so far this year. Uh, Are are the Cardinals, in your opinion, a team capable of sustaining? uh, What would be the reasons uh, that people should believe that they can sustain this undefeated run or or something close to it uh, the rest of the way and actually be a title contender? I, and I think you you have to put them in title contender right now. I mean, look, it, you win at the L.A. Rams, you win at the Browns. So I think a pretty good team. They're banged up, but they're I mean they're good. You, you destroyed the Tennessee Titans on their home field. The Tennessee Titans just beat the Bills. What, what reason would we have to not really put the Cardinals as title contenders right now? I think is the, the key question is whether Kyler can kind of stay fully healthy the rest of the year. We saw last year, the, the Cardinals were off to a pretty good start. I think they were six and three. 
And then Kyler banged up his shoulder. It's just never the same. And and he does so much for them. He just bails him out of so many situations where he can make those, you know, the NFL's look, the NFL's are incredibly competitively every game. Mostly is pretty much a coin flip. I think mean, it's just the best team in the league, not that much better than the worst team in the league. There's no Citadel on the NFL schedule. Like you're just, you're, you're facing good quality teams every week. And four or five plays can just flip a game. Like you, you can win that way. And Kyler Murray can make those plays just by himself, just being incredibly elusive, incredibly uh, just hard to get a, just hard to get in your sights and bring down. And even if you know if you commit too many defenders to go try to get him down, he's just gonna throw a ball over your head and, and make that play that way. He's he's really really talented and good. He's a he's an MVP candidate for sure. And I think that it's, it's all it all depends on Kyler Murray if he stays healthy. I think this team could really get into the playoffs and do some damage. Like, I mean, there, there's five teams in the NFC right now who can legitimately say we're the best team in football. And I think it's the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Cowboys are up there for sure. The Rams still are up there and, and the Cardinals. And so it's going to be hard for the Cardinals to get to the Super Bowl, but I don't see why they couldn't. There's no flaw here. There's no, I think their defense has played really well. I think they can run the football. I think they have good receivers. And then obviously you got Kyler Murray to kind of cover up whenever you do need a, a, a play on, you know, he had a third and 16 play against the Rams where everybody's covered and he just kind of scoots out to the outside, beats the guy to the edge and just ends up getting 18 yards. Like you don't draw that up in a playbook. Like that's not something Cliff Kingsbury could take credit for. It's just Kyler Murray's that fast and that good that he can get 18 yard scramble on third and 16. They score a touchdown in the next play and the route was on. So I think the, I think the Cardinals are just as good as every, anybody else. And I, maybe we didn't expect that before the season, but the results are the results and they're a really, really good football team. Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. You can see why he's had that nine-year run there. Uh, always a yes, uh, pleasure to have Frank on the program. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Frank, for being with us and being a special guest today on After Hours, the lead podcast network with uh, Defoe and Luby. Uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for being with us. I, I, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, well, Frank, thanks. All right, thanks so much, uh, Frank Schwab. I didn't get a chance to ask him, uh, Luby, if uh, he thought that Goodell had whispered in the helmet uh, to... Uh, Tom Brady to take a knee in that game because all the action was on the Buccaneers. The Philadelphia game the other night. It was a Thursday night game a week ago. And yes. uh, wow, that, that was, it, it really was. It was like Christ took a knee. It said you <laughs> shall live bad. a blessed life if you were a Philadelphia backer. Right? Uh, they were about to get buried to the point spread there. And a lot of money was going to go in the other direction. Uh, uh, we uh, still have more directions to go in here. Uh, the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, glad you guys are enjoying our first week of shows here. and Many big things on tap on After Hours with Tifo and Luby. And it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun being with you. We really appreciate the platform here and all the good feedback we've gotten so far on the uh, various guests that we've had on the show and some of the shtick that we put forward here for you uh, covering the world of sport. So uh, we will continue on the Believe Podcast Network. After Hours, it's After Hours with Tifo and Luby on Believe. Well, and don't forget, I want people to realize because we're doing some fun stuff here. If you want to check us out Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m., you can check us live, actually. This is sort of an extension of the show that already exists, ionchannel.com slash the-defo-show to watch us live on video each and every day, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9. You can also check us out on our streamer, defoandluby.com slash live as well. So if you want to check out our daily show, do that. And also, again, right here, After Hours on the Believe Podcast Network.
All right, yeah, we're doing a lot of things here and uh, some original content on After <laughs> Hours. It literally awake. is After Hours. As we've been at this thing since about 5 in the morning Eastern time. All right, uh, see you. See you very soon here on Believe Podcast Network and more After Hours with Tifo and Movie. At least South Florida Sports has one savior. More after this. Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. The law, my boy, puts us into everything. It's the ultimate backstage pass. Four person charging defendant Aaron Hernandez. What say you, Madam Four person? Guilty. Just the facts, ma'am. We, the jury, find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? The South Florida sports scene has been depressing the last two decades. A once proud football territory, it has been the doldrums for both the Miami Dolphins and Miami Hurricanes, who have been shells of themselves since their dynastic days. The Marlins and Panthers have flirted with the playoffs and won title, but quiet the rest of the time. Then there are the Miami Heat, one organization that gives South Floridians hope each and every year. The Heat have been to six NBA Finals, winning three over the last 20 years. They've missed the playoffs less than a handful of times over that span. This year is no different. The Heat ended last season with a whimper, being swept away in round one by the eventual champion Milwaukee Bucks. President Pat Riley and his brain trust don't take too kindly to quick playoff exits. So they brought in toughness with P.J. Tucker and Markeith Morris. They also added a veteran champion to help guide this team in Kyle Lowry. Moves that have once again put the Heat right in contention for the East title. Luby's law for today is, South Florida may have it tough these last two decades. However, because of the Heat, there has been a strong light in the middle of the darkness. So that's something. This is Luby's law. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.